Welcome back, welcome back to another episode. The no, first first official episode. <laughs> after the after the uh, after the intro. The intro got some views, you know, it's streaming on all public applications. We got the emails. But this is a matter of fact me and Kareem and OG Retro calling in sometimes. So yeah, that's the team right there. And uh, right now we're driving to the secret sesh and we like to make our podcast when we take these long drives areas. You know, we throw the podcast on, we cruise out. And uh, I was just telling Kareem, I was like, uh, I was searching on the net today, you know, looking for uh, some our conspiracy theories that we do. And I seen there was a new conspiracy theory on the Mandela effect. And I wanted to let Kareem know what it was. So you, are you do you want to know what the, the new thing was I, I seen, Kareem? Uh, yeah, well, first, I think we got to let people know exactly what the fuck the Mandela effect is, unless that's part of the story, too. All right, so, people who don't know what the Mandela effect is, Mandela effect is a, it's a term that people have started using after they figured out that Nelson Mandela, he had died in 1991, and then people seen that he died again in 2013. And I remember him dying in 1991. I remember I was in school. I remember they made a big deal out of it because, like, you know, he was fighting for, you know, human rights out there in Africa. And he was locked in jail. He died in jail. And then the teacher made a big deal about it. So, you know, I remember him really vividly dying in 1991. And then years later, like a few years later, they start talking about he's over here doing some speech. And I'm like, did he die? But I, I really didn't care because I was, like, high off weed and shit. Like, you know. They give you all these things to make you like not, not really worry about what's going on. So there's been a whole bunch of different uh, theories and scenarios with the Mandela effect. They named it after Mandela effect because that was the most prominent one. And there's been a whole bunch of different ones, you know, like the Berenstein Bears, and there's been a whole bunch of ones. But um, I seen one cream right. today. So what's this one today. This one was wild. This was for all the New Yorkers. New Yorkers out there will appreciate this one. So. The Statue of Liberty is no longer on Ellis Island. <laughs> How wild is that? The Statue of Liberty is no longer on Ellis Island. Ellis Island is no longer having the Statue of Liberty on it. It's now on Liberty Island. It's now on Liberty Island. You think it was always on Liberty Island? I remember when the immigrants came, they had to come to... Ellis Island and they had to see the Statue of Liberty it was a big deal. It was a big deal. Like, yo, you come to the fucking uh you come to America, right? And you see the Statue of Liberty and then you get processed inside that bitch. Cause that's why they used to process you. And now I don't know if they switched the name of the island and they this is an okie doke. But I was like, I wanted to really look into that because like a whole bunch of people who discovered this uh Mandela effect theory about the Statue of Liberty, they were not even New York natives. You know, there were people who visited New York. So I'm like, all right, hold on. Hold on. So I've seen this before. I stepped outside. I'm like, Ellis Island used to have the Statue of Liberty. Now it's not. Seems kind of weird. I don't know what to think of it. I got to I gotta figure it out once I get back to New York. Or I got to send my boy OG Retro. That's our New York correspondent to go check it out himself while he's wearing the do-rag. <laughs> Cause that's everything he likes to do is like hop, uh, operating with a do rag on. Today I got a uh, I got on the phone with him. Uh, I will tell you a little story about my buddy OG. How wild this guy is. So you guys know how we like to give back on Thanksgiving, right? So um, you got you gonna love this story too, Kareem. So 
We're giving back for one of these Thanksgiving specials. So I gather up the funds. I gather up like six to $700 to buy food. I buy all the food, right? But I need a kitchen to cook it in. I'm like, yo, I need this kitchen to cook it in. I'm pretty sure one of my homies hold me down. We're doing something good, right? So I start looking for someone to cook uh, the kitchen to cook in. And everybody's busy because it's the holidays. Like, I have no but where to cook this food at. Finally, my boy OG is like, yo, you could cook it in my my spot. I'm like, well, where, where you at? He's like, I'm, I'm in Queens. My uncle's not around. I got the whole house to myself. I'm like, yo, because OG's a crazy character. He's always weird. Like, So I was like, yo, you sure? And he's like, yeah, you could come cook it. So I'm like, bet, let's go. So I get myself over there to Queens with all this food. I get dropped off. Got all these bags of food get dropped off. You know, he has a small one-bedroom apartment. I'm like, all right, whatever, let's make it work. I'm like, oh, where's your stove at? He points me to the stove, and it's the smallest stove I've ever seen. <laughs> it's like he could have warned me about it. Like, I couldn't even fit a full tray, a full aluminum tray in there. It only fits the half trays in there. And I'm cooking food for, like, two to 300 people in one night. And he only got a, a fucking stove that could feed two people. So I'm like, yo, what the fuck? I'm like, oh, gee, why didn't you tell me you have this little stove? And he's like, you got the oh, I didn't. He's like, I didn't know. You know, he he was so excited for me just to go over to his house to cook the food that he really didn't even like mind or care to tell me that his stove was like that small. So I'm like, yo, this is crazy. I'm like, fuck it. I'm just going to have to get the half aluminum foils and put them in there. And it's going to take another three hours on top of the hours I estimated. So I'm like, I can make it work. Cool. So I smoke a doobie and I'm like, let me get to work. I'm like, yo, OG, this stove looks like it's never been opened. It's like all like rusty. I open it up and I and I try to turn the oven on and guess what? The oven don't even turn on. It don't work. So now I'm like, yo, OG, it's seven o'clock at night. I gotta start cooking now, all the way to the next morning to get this food done for this freaking uh, event that everybody's waiting for for free to feed the people. And your stove don't work. And it's seven, eight o'clock at night, and I don't. Even, and I'm in the middle of Queens, where no one's around. And what am I, I'm like, I'm about to wring his neck. I'm like, yo, bro, you just ruined, you ruined Thanksgiving for everybody. I'm like, getting on him, getting on him, making him feel like shit. So I just gave up on that and making him feel like shit. I was like, let me just go put my head in this oven and act like I know what I'm doing. So I'm banging stuff. I'm like, I'm just touching things and banging things in there. I'm just like fucking around. I'm like, where does this gas come out of? Like, I'm trying to be like a mechanic, like two, Tim the two-man tailor, if you guys ever watched that back in the day. So I figured it out. It was like, a, it was like I don't even know what I figured. I just banged shit till it fucking turned on, and boom, the pilot finally turned on half, like the halfway shitty way, and then it started going full. Like I guess the gas hasn't been turned on in that long, so the gas finally turns on. I'm able to cook the food. Long story short, that's our correspondent OG for you. That's why if I sent him to the Statue of Liberty, he might end up in the Bronx <laughs> with some crackheads. Yeah, he's a funny character. His one of his famous uh, famous hobbies is do rags and filming uh, crackheads and uh, homeless people who are like on a fucking on a on a tweaker rage. He loves doing that in New York City. So yeah, so these are our long drives. And a uh, matter of fact, matter of fact, our conspiracy series podcast mixed with social media nonsense that we like to discuss and talk about. Um. One thing I will talk about right now, you know, he's a, he always been a topic of interest for the past month of mine. It was like this guy, by his probably know him, probably not. His name was Six Nine, you know, is Six Nine. You know, this guy's he's kind of a goofy character. He got rainbow hair like Rainbow Bright or like a troll. Uh, he win. He's a master of trolling. What a coincidence, you know. 
And uh, me and Kareem have been entertained by this guy for the past month. We talk about him because, like, you know, he does these funny antics online. You might find him on DJ Academics' page on Instagram or on his own page or just Google 6ix9ine and you'll see this character guy. So uh, he made me laugh this week because um, he got arrested. This guy is a big talker. He talks a lot of tough talk. He used to be Crip and then he's Blood. You know, he's known for uh, starting beef with the most notorious gangsters in the rap game, like The Game, uh, Chief Keef and his entourage, and probably a couple other people. Uh, he got banned from Summer Jam. Uh, he got shootouts with fucking, what's that guy, Casanova in Brooklyn. You know, this guy's all over the place. He's beefing with everybody, right? Tough guy, real tough guy. So, and uh, Houston, uh, a fan approached him, and a, friend, a fan just, like, uh, I guess yelled at him or tried to get a photo with him. And 6 9 didn't like it too much. He ran up on him, choked him out. Somebody got it on video. He's on tour, getting off the plane. And uh, who's waiting for him? But the boys. The cops waiting for him. Like, yo, get over here. We're going to lock you up. So they put him in jail. They book him. He goes to Central Bookings. Goes to Rikers Island. So now he's on Rikers Island. You know, about three days later, he gets out. He makes a, a live video as soon as he gets out. Like, yo, I'm free. Oh, my God, I'm free. I'm free. Like, you know. I've never been to Rikers Island. I never want to go to Rikers Island. I've been the most I've ever been to was Central Bookings for a night or two, and it sucks being in there. Like, let me tell you, it sucks being with people who you don't know, and uh, it sucks times ten being in Rikers Island because it's way, 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 way more dangerous, right? But for a tough guy like Six Nine, you should have no problem. I'm thinking. So this guy comes out and he's just like so happy to be home, which he should be, but he's acting like he just did a ten year bid or something like that, like. Meek Mill could have been more like excited like that during his eight months. You did three days, and you're a notorious gangster, and you're like so happy to be home. This is a message uh, to yourself telling you stop, stay out of trouble, bro. If you really want to see your daughter and see your family, and you're so happy to be home, stay out of trouble because the next time you get in trouble, it may not be that easy to get out. And God knows how much you pay to get out this time with your lawyers. You know that could have been all your kitty or whatever. Or who knows? Maybe you're on. Um, Maybe you're, you're like, forced to go act like this by Treyway. Maybe Treyway is really forcing you to act like this. And if you don't, the camera gets put down and he probably beats your ass. Or I don't know. Probably whips you around the room or some shit. So, good luck to you. And that's uh, our little social media segment right there. So, we gave you guys a little bit about the Mandela Talk. A little about social media. A little bit about our co-host, uh, OG Retro. And uh, now I'm going to take it off to Kareem. Any topics, Kareem? Off the top of my head, I can't really think of anything now. Off the top of the head, we're driving the Secret Session, man. Secret Session LA. If anybody is uh, known about this in, the, in America who's listening to this podcast, a matter of fact, it is a matter of fact that if you're in LA, there is a Secret Session of some sort every day of the week. And if you want to know what a Secret Session is, it's sort of like a swap meet for weed. You go there, you get discount prices on weed and on edibles and on wax, and then uh, you see a little show, a little DJ, a little little uh, gathering of people, and then um, you go home. You got a whole all types of walks of life over there. It's fucking amazing. You got people walking around with their little briefcases with their with their rigs ranging from five hundred dollars to two thousand or more. You got a whole different community of people going to these sessions, and it's awesome. So we're gonna do a whole podcast on what secret sessions are about. And I guess you guys will love it. But if you guys want to see what's going on live, you can hit our Instagrams up. We have a couple of Instagrams. Mine is at the Hood Chef. And uh, you can see what's going on live in the story. 
You can hit yo Kareem. What's yours? Uh, K from Brooklyn. K from Brooklyn, and we also have the Funhouse underscore LA and uh, OG Retro, OG underscore Retro. So check us out. Uh, this is the first official episode of our podcast. Besides the intro, and this is a matter of fact. <laughs>